Hey guys, this week's episode of The Read is being brought to you by Squarespace, where you can turn your great idea into a reality online. They make it easier than ever to launch, whether it's a passion project or a work showcase or some place for you to sell products. Um, it's very easy to customize pretty much anything that you're looking for. Uh, they've got great templates. that Your website looks great. And if you get stuck or confused, they've got a 24-7 customer support line that's there to help you. So go to squarespace.com slash read for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code READ to save 10% off of your first purchase of a site or a domain. Now let's start the show. Okay, welcome back, niggas and friends, to another episode of the podcast. I am Bobby Proud. And I am Raya Milton. Welcome to The Read. Yes, indeed. Here we are again in our skin, still scratching and surviving the best way that we know how here yeah. on God's Green and Blue Earth. And we're going to keep things going the best way we know how, starting with Black Excellence. This week's Black Excellence, I want to dedicate to a friend of mine, Jazz Waters. If you haven't heard, uh, Jazz, also known as Jazz Fly, uh, died last week, apparently by uh, suicide. Um, it's really fucking like, I don't really know. I don't have the words for it. It's just like, it's incredibly frustrating and heartbreaking that life can just push you to places sometimes that you can't pull yourself out of. And I don't think that I've really, um, sat with it. Yeah. Um, so all I can say is that jazz is like an amazing writer, an amazing journalist. She like, when we talk about the culture all of the time, that's what she represented and like worked so hard for people within black culture, hip hop culture. Um, and she was like my link to this network. She introduced me to Chris of wild speakers. She's the reason that there's a read in the first place. So I just hope that she, um, knows how many people love her and how many lives she changed, including mine. And I'm very sad about it. And life is just really ridiculous. Um, but um, we'll celebrate her. And yeah. my prayers go out to her family and close friends and all the stuff like that. So Black excellence indeed. And we will miss you, Jazz. Very, very sorry to hear about this story. Yeah. Um, In addition to all of like her many accomplishments, all the shit she had done, Jazz was just really fucking cool. Like Every time I yeah. saw her, it was nothing but love. I once shot or recorded a pilot for her for um this podcast like she had written this whole script and everything and worked with her on that and she was just yeah i worked on that too yeah just one of those people who you know if you knew her then she was just such a light and she will be deeply deeply missed yes much love and rest in power jazz um let us go into the pop culture segment that we still have here. Scraping by celebrities, even in all of the madness going on. Insanity. Still finding time to do what they do worst. And so we have 
a couple of things here to discuss as usual in hot tops Stephen King's cream catcher yeah first okay. things first all right so we recently discussed um Faith Evans having to break the shackles off her feet so she could dance because she reportedly had to put some hands on um, her husband slash um, foster child, Stevie J. Um, So she was taken into the clink after I I read that the police showed up, saw that Stevie J got his ass beat, and then, you know, had to take in Faith Evans. But charges were apparently dropped. Stevie is seeing his wife nothing but praises. And seems like they're just continuing things wherever it is that they left off. Hopefully in a much more positive place. As I said before, when we briefly talked about it, obviously nobody over here um, has any excuses for domestic violence. No. no. Um, On the other hand... (laughs) There you go. I mean, there it is right there in all of its existence. I say Faith Evans is innocent. I don't really need to know the details. I don't care about the details. Um, Faith is, is, is what I care about in this situation. Yeah. She's the person who's affected me in good ways. Um, and I've also been in the person in the, um, presence, unfortunately, of Stevie J. Yeah. And like I said, I could just understand. Why anybody mm-hmm. might want to come across him for any yep. living reason. <laughs> I can fucking see it. God bless this woman for committing herself to a life of matrimony or whatever the fuck with this nigga. Mm-mm. I don't care what it is he did. Like I said, I'm sure that she sent him a long text message or a short text message, actually, that just said, as soon as I get home, I'm going to fucking drag All right. <laughs> And that's the end of it. And you know what? Like I said, I hope that they're in a better place. If they need counseling or whatever, go ahead and get it because nobody should be touching nobody. But I'm Team Faith regardless. If she needed me to drop a a little bit of money on a GoFundMe for her books or bail, I'm into it because fuck Stevie J and that is just how I feel. You know, there's just nothing about Stevie J that feels redeeming and... Even though it's been years since I have interacted with that man, nothing he has done in these years has convinced me that he is somehow a different person. So, Faith is pulled up to reality shows for Listen, all of his baby mamas trying to be the mediator. Okay. And just like, I feel like she's done her due diligence and tried her very best. And yeah. you know what? Sometimes when you're raising people... You get frustrated when you have to say things more than once or whatever. Yeah, especially when they're like children. 50. Yeah. So. That's you know just real saying? life. Yeah. Bless her heart. I hope they are good, now, good though. Like chilling out yeah. with the shenanigans. Hopefully. But yeah. also I hope that uh, Faith Evans will very soon pack up her things. But, you know, I don't know these people. Um, and some good news this week. Um, which I crave. At this point, good news is like my fetish. I just want as many positive stories as I can possibly get. Into it. Because my word. Um, Tiana Taylor has a new album that's due out any day now, apparently, on her latest single, Wake Up Love, which features her husband slash baby father, Iman. Um, 
She revealed at the end of it that she is preggers with a new baby girl that's due in September. Now, these rumors about Tiana Taylor being pregnant apparently popped up maybe a week or so ago because she was on Instagram Live and Junie was in the background yelling, let me kiss that baby. Because that's... (laughs) (laughs) Junie snitched just like Blue snitched when Beyonce was pregnant with the twins. Because These they don't, don't give, a, give a fuck about your secrets, girl. <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm going to be a sibling. I'm going to be an older sibling, and I'm hype. She <laughs> right. said that Junie, Junie be at the store picking out stuff for the baby, and this is for the child. That is also for my sister. Just throw it in the car. We're buying it all. So, oh, I love that. That video was adorable too. Like the sweetest yes. thing in the world. It was like aggressively heartwarming. I was, was like, oh. God, did I need this? It was already very lovely. Like the way that it's shot is very pretty because they're yeah. like, she's in a bed with her man and it looks like they're in clouds and then she's like in a tub or something being pretty. And then in the end, the baby, I mean, the four year old one, <laughs> hops in bed and starts giving the, just showering them in kisses. Yes. And oh, then you it's see, so sweet. <laughs> it was just like, oh God, thank you, Jesus, for something nice. Like, yeah, it was just beautiful to watching her kiss both of her parents and then immediately like, give me the belly because you know yes. who's next. <laughs> there we I, go. I, my sister needs kisses and I'm here to give them. It was really just completely heartwarming. If you're having a bad day, go look at that. Also a good song. It, like when I listened to the song, I was late to her last album, like quite late. Um, but listening to this song, I thought to myself earlier, I was like, it is kind of a wonder to me that Tiana was touted as this signed artist like the second that she stepped off of My Super Sweet 16. But they didn't do anything with her for a while. Yeah. Like she dropped like, you know, one or two random rap songs or stuff like that when she was wearing like cropped uh, wife beaters and jeans and bathing apes and whatever. But like, <laughs> she actually makes music that's so good that I was just kind of like, why the fuck for so long was I wondering why the fuck she didn't have any music out or, or if they were serious about her music career? Right. Like, what was that huge gap in her just being in front of step and repeats? Were they like, was she in training? What the fuck took her so long to release music if this is what her music sounds like? Anyways. Right. I don't even remember her first album, but she put one out um, like five or six years ago called Seven. Yeah, it's like the Roman. Yeah, okay. I thought you meant the one that she put out a couple years ago, whatever that Kanye one was. I just attributed to Kanye because I remember the drama. The last one was like, let me Google it. KT. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I mean, oh, you are so right. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah. Okay, Seven is the album that I was. Seven is really good. I don't know if I listened to that other one. That's the one with the, that one, that's the Keep the Same Energy album, the one with the house song on it. Uh, maybe. I didn't that, listen like, to it either. I was so song. annoyed with Kanye. I did not listen to it. I'm going to be honest. So. Oh, that's right. She did catch some of Kanye's heat off yeah. of the album. So yeah. it was like around <laughs> the same time. Anyways, the songs that I've, I've only heard like two songs that are supposed to be on this album. They both sound good. She seems super happy and pregnant. Her fucking mm-hmm. daughter is adorable. Her husband fine. They look incredibly happy. She's also got some new uh, collection with Mac. That's supposed to launch next month. Oh, good. So positive news in the realm of Tiana Taylor, if you're a fan 
Um, congratulations to you and that baby. And I stand Junie for just being another celebrity <laughs> child. But I was like, I actually do what I want. Everybody loves me. You know that. Right. Uh, it's I don't give a fuck with you, girl. I didn't ask you to stream. I demand to kiss the baby and I demand now. <laughs> I did not tell and you to go you, live. That was your decision, sis. <laughs> and Tiana, like, she was like, not really trying to play it off, but she was just going on about her business, not really addressing yeah. what she said or whatever. And only a couple people, it seemed like, actually caught it in the in the comments. Like, did she? Girl, are you pregnant? What? So, like, a week later, she was like, yes, my child actually not only announced that I'm pregnant, but she uh, was the creative director of this video, as well as my current makeup line, uh, and I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> I I'm only surprised. black celebrity kids. Yeah, I'm only surprised it took her this long to get pregnant again. That's the only thing about that. That's that fair as well. Because she and Amon look like they have the best sex of all time. And I mean, in a quarantine... All I would right. be doing is making kids. <laughs> but if she's doing September, then she probably got pregnant around Christmas, which is very, very common. So that's why there's so many September babies. But yeah, they could always start an OnlyFans if times got hard. Child, you leave that. To... I'm just saying they could. <laughs> Not they should, but they could. Niggas would subscribe. Leave it <laughs> to Mona Me Entertainment and just. <laughs> Step I'm right on the side saying, of that. I'm not saying they wouldn't make bank. I'm just saying, no, girl. It's no. all right. <laughs> just, but you know, do what you want to do in your world. Those are two fine people, but yeah. Um. So, apparently, the Grammys have released some new rules and guidelines ahead of their 63rd annual awards. And this made headlines for two main reasons that had me notice. Uh, And those were the new names of some categories, two particular categories. So they've changed the name of Best Urban Contemporary Album to Best Progressive R&B Album and Best Rap... (laughs) Progressive R&B. Best rap sung performance has been renamed best melodic rap performance. Now, okay, I think first of I, all, I think I like that one. Actually, I mean that one makes more sense to me than the first one. Best progress. What the fuck is progressive R and B? That like right. little dicky. Is I'm it so like- confused. Right, it's just like <laughs> AOC is releasing a mixtape. What right. is progressive R and B? It's R and B that denounces racism and global warming. <laughs> R&B with undertones of defund the police. <laughs> like, I don't... <laughs> what? Okay. Best urban contemporary album sounds like it was created by someone with racist tendencies, and best progressive R&B album just sounds like it was made by somebody dumb. <laughs> like, right. I just don't even see how you got urban contemporary and then turn that into progressive R&B. Why not just call it contemporary R&B? Right. Why does it have to be urban <laughs> contemporary R&B? Is or progressive. What the fuck is... Shouldn't R&B already be urban? On Grammy.com, it says. (laughs) This change for... Okay, Best Progressive R&B Album. This change includes a more accurate definition to describe the merit of characteristics of music compositions or performances themselves within the genre of R&B. 
This category is intended to highlight albums that include the more progressive elements of R&B and may include samples and elements of hip-hop, rap, dance, and electronic music. It may also incorporate production elements found in pop, Europop, country rock folk, and alternative. What? I have no idea. <laughs> like, maybe I just don't know enough words, but what the fuck does any of that mean? Uh, I don't, I do not get it, but okay. I'm also lost. Likewise, Best Rap Song Performance has been renamed Best Melodic Rap Performance to represent the inclusivity of the growing hybrid performance trends <laughs> within the rap genre. This category is intended to recognize solo and collaborative performances containing elements of rap and melody over modern production. And then they go on and on and on. And basically all that means is like... Lizzo, <laughs> like you rap into, <laughs> right? Or you know, a lot of Drake. <laughs> yeah, just not something that I guess is so. But that's like so much rap music now. What? Well, I mean, I remember like in the early two thousands or whenever that category was first created, when it was just like all of rap had a singing feature on it. That's what I thought. So I mean, so that one like turning into melodic and then the explanation, all that does kind of make sense to me. Like I didn't have no problem with rap sung, but. If you want to call it melodic rap, then okay, whatever. At least I get that. Progressive R&B, you just sat there and read all them words, and I still have no idea what the fuck them people are talking about. It also says, in addition, Latin pop album has been renamed Best Latin Pop or Urban Album. And Latin Rock... (laughs) So we are bringing Urban back. (laughs) I guess because Latin Urban is a genre. Like, I guess that's J Balvin. But... But... I'm... Okay. And Latin rock, urban, or alternative album, which I guess is also a category, has been renamed Best Latin Rock or Alternative Album. And then they break down the differences between that. I don't know why any of this has to be so fucking convoluted. Last but not least, it says... Finally, there is no longer a specified maximum number of releases prohibiting artists from entering the Best New Artist category. As such, the screening committee will be charged with determining whether the artist had attained a breakthrough or prominence prior to the eligibility year. So this is for all oh of the motherfuckers that are just, who get nominated for Best New Artist but have like five records underneath right. their belt. And it's like, oh, well, they just sort of like Maybe. had... Yeah, like they just sort of broke through to Grammy status this past year. That makes sense to me as well. So my only confusion in all of this is progressive R&B because that yeah. sounds like something that is a category in like, you know, your church's Easter event or something. <laughs> and then best Latin pop or urban album. But again, yeah. I'm assuming that like, latin urban is its own genre and that's why they're calling it that but then why not just ma- whatever no, i'm, I'm, so I'm having the same question because like this just sounds like y'all mean pop music or <laughs> rock music but made by latinos <laughs> and it's like why wouldn't they just be in the category with everybody else but all right you know i guess it's their attempt at being more inclusive and not excluding so many artists of color and you know black people all that so i'm gonna let y'all have it but i don't really get it an infamously tardy musician once said it could all be so simple but you'd rather make it hard (laughs) and like this feels like a perfect example (laughs) of that i don't understand what a lot of this is 
but I'm also not a part of the Recording Academy, so maybe this is none of my damn business. But it seems like this just is coming in a time where a lot of companies are trying to do this whole, like, hey, Negroes, I guess we see y'all or whatever. And here's this thing that y'all have been complaining about for 75 fucking years that we're finally addressing. Yeah. But Kay, <laughs> what else is in the news? Um. Oh, shit. Well, Wendy Williams has had some um, large smiles on Instagram lately because she wants you to know that Wendy's got a man. Oh, shit. At home. All right. Um, she posted a, a photo here on Instagram, Wendy Show, looking very much like her early 2000s, late 90s self. I'm not sure why that is for me but anyways she's you know smiling ear to ear looking like nikki parker on a date and the caption says he makes me laugh pays for lunch and we have good times in our city happy friday hurry up governor cuomo i'm ready for our studio show oh no see that's exactly where you lost me (laughs) Then she posted a photo of a light-skinned, masculine arm atop her tutu-covered thigh. Like, I don't know what what this fabric is. But anyway, someone caressing her knee. Yeah. And this caption says, After lunch, a drive around the city with old-school music on low. I'm loving today because all my good times are happening before dark. (laughs) What? She said, unlike you bitches, my nigga claims me when the sun is up. <laughs> right? I was like, what, what are you saying here? What? And then she said, how are you spending Friday? Let me tell you something. Bitch, Wendy is feeling it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm spending it the same way I spent the last 12 Fridays. By my fucking lonesome, sis. I'm happy yeah. for you that you got a man. Y'all gallivanting around Manhattan, but I am at the house. <laughs> She really did throw that in there like, some of y'all's niggas don't claim you during the daytime. I can't relate. Okay. All my good times are happening before dark. (laughs) Damn, not all of them. (laughs) Save a couple for after this and go down. And like, did he just take a picture of his hand on your knee? Like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Or did she take the picture? Who knows? No, it looks like he had to have taken this picture. But at the same time, like whatever being in love is so foreign to me at this point but let me tell you something i have said one million and three times that i don't always agree with things wendy says in fact i often disagree with things that wendy says however as a card carrying member of the fuck these niggas initiative i'm all about this fuck that last nigga that tried you in public or whatever girl and if you were getting dicked down by this light-skinned whoever this light-skinned possibly the white mm-hmm. arm. No, it's came. No, down, yeah, no. I'm not gonna go that far. <laughs> but um, you know, if that's what's happening in your life, Wendy, good for you, madam. Absolutely, get your shine on and go back for the next season of that show or whatever, whenever you're allowed to. Um, very interesting that I guess you're allowed to go to some restaurants. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know, but I guess some things are like really open now. Like I was in Brooklyn the other day and niggas was just at the bar and I was like, wait a second, this is like, you can do this now. Like I for real thought all this shit was going to be shut down at least through the summer. But I also don't think it's going to stay open that much longer. 
What sent me about this picture she posted in the restaurant is the turned over chair on the table in the background. <laughs> like, like oh it's either giving like you had somebody sort of like get y'all a seat in this restaurant because you're Wendy Williams or they were like, girl, you the only one want to be in here. <laughs> like, <laughs> Those are the social distant tables. <laughs> because that flipped over chair in the background really set this picture off for me. I don't know why that shit was so funny. But I'm kudos to, to anybody. I feel like I have been here before this restaurant I, that she's at. I could not possibly tell I you. Think it's a steakhouse in Car- I think it's a steakhouse in Harlem. The one all the niggas go to for their birthday. I know exactly what fucking place you're talking <laughs> the about. Cecil. I just don't know the name of it. Yeah. It looks like the Cecil. I would not be shocked if that's where she's at. Maybe it is. It's tagged Manhattan. Anyways. Mm, yeah. Congratulations to her and her skirt. Um, <laughs> Please. What else is going on? <gasps> it is her. The Cecil has that picture on their website. I mean, I they, she is there. Wow. Look at me. Oh, shit. <laughs> that is hilarious that you've got that in like a chair and a painting. Because I was just like, I know I've seen this gauze over a wall before. What restaurant is this? <laughs> okay, anyway, mm. I'm proud of myself. Let's move on. Um, So there's a new video out featuring Takashi Lace 9 and Nicki Minaj. The song is called Trolls, aptly named. Mm-mm. And it is apparently now the most viewed video most viewed hip-hop video in 24 hours on youtube now holding just under 90 94 million views as time of at the time of this recording here so as i said nikki and the latino riley freeman have this new song out um couple of things to unpack one um it's another song that's mostly interesting because Nicki Minaj is on it. Mostly discussed. Mostly successful, probably, because Nicki Minaj is on it. And as she's done for many people's songs, especially many people in hip-hop, um, it's interesting because she's featured on it. Otherwise, it would just be a whole lot of this young man doing that yelling that he mm-hmm. likes to You know what I'm saying? Ain't got no shoes on, and no shoes on, and no finish on the booze on. Is that what he sound like? (laughs) I didn't do anything to you. Why are you screaming at me? I don't. I have never listened to that young man's music. I ain't got no food on when I show up. Like, no. Mm -mm. Why are you screaming? Anyways, um, so Nicki Minaj had some shade packed into her verse for Lisa Ray and for Usher. After both of them apparently had comments to make about Nikki in recent weeks, one of them uh, was when Usher was discussing possible versus battles, I believe, with Swizz Beats. I think we talked about this. And Swizz Beats uh, mentioned Kim and Nikki, I think, as a possible battle. And Usher said something about. Mm. Nikki being a product of Kim, so that wouldn't work. Oh, God. The barbs went nuts. I know it. For him, um, Onika recites the line, somebody ushered this nigga into a clinic, referencing Usher's uh, alleged 
herpes mm-hmm. uh, situation that yeah. he was rumored to have been passing around to people. Um, as far as Lisa Ray, now I didn't see or hear this, but apparently Lisa Ray did an interview on Claudia Jordan's show. I don't remember where. What? But she said something similar about Nikki needing to pay homage to Kim and something about fake booties or something. I don't know. I just read this a couple of days ago. Okay. For Lisa, Nikki says, dollar, dollar bill, come get her. Even your man know Nikki's do it better. This is a Players Club reference, which Lisa Ray stars in, as well as a reference to the fact that uh, Lisa's husband allegedly messed around with Nicole Murphy, Nikki's, Nicole, whatever. Um, So, what? Did I hear that before? Is that old news? The Nicole Murphy thing? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, that's super old news. Okay. Because Nicole, when Nicole was um, on the blogs a couple of months back over the whole thing with, was it Layla Rashawn's husband? Yes, um, that's what I'm thinking of. Yes. Okay. And then Lisa came out and was like, well, she did the same thing to mine, child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, a black Kardashian. And Lisa was like, I feel like I remember Lisa being all but ready to be like, and girl, don't even say nothing back to me. Don't deny it. You already <laughs> right. know I will drag you. <laughs> Um, so I guess that's what Nikki's line was in reference to. On one hand, I appreciate that um, Nikki has a knack for referencing petty stuff like that on a song. But, I mean, people have also caught these uh, jabs via Queen Radio, Twitter, and the like. So yeah, that's not I'd much prefer you make it right and put it on a beat. Um I'm not really sure why she'd be so dialed into what some people have to say. But again, if you're going to do it, I like you doing it that way. I also really liked Lisa Ray's response to it because she was asked, I guess, by like the Breakfast Club or something, what she thought about it or something. And it was one of the few times where a celebrity says they they don't give a fuck about something. And I really believe them because <laughs> she was like, yeah, what? Like, it. I don't I don't even know what a barb was. She said Vivica Fox called her and was like, are you all right? Talking about the barbs in their comments. And she said she scrolled through like 25 of them. I was like, I do not care about this. <laughs> like, these children they will be just fine <laughs> i said what i said you can take it out you want to take it and it's, if you like have a fraction of an idea of anything about lisa ray then it's kind of yeah. like yeah girl i, I believe that not it, only right. do you not give a fuck you wish one of these children would so the whole thing is just yeah i don't think lisa ray is really studying her comments that hard to like realize that the barbs have been attacking doubt her it for no i really yeah I don't really see that. And you raise a good point. At first, I was like, why even respond? But she is allowed to say something back if people say something about her. And I would you rather make it rhyme and put it on a beat than get Absolutely. on Twitter and start being ridiculous all damn day. Especially because they they were kind of funny. Especially the dollar, <laughs> dollar bill. <laughs> Come get it. <laughs> that was pretty fucking hilarious. And I will take that any day, especially from a rapper over, you know, a thread of 240 yep. characters or whatever the fuck. Like, I don't... Right. 
there's enough of that to go around. I would much rather you be clever about it and then keep it the fuck moving. I think also that might be who she was referencing when she said, um, what the fuck is that other line from the Doja Cat song where she said something about something about why you worried about who body's real because that real ass didn't keep that your real ass didn't keep your nigga yeah. home. Yeah, I think that that's I think that Lisa Ray is who that was for as well because she repeats that in this uh, mm. Lace Nine song. So see, I would have never heard it because I'm not listening to that little white boy in the lace front. Not ever. I'm never going to do that. I don't care who he got on the record. So I was never mm. gonna hear that. Yeah, fair enough. It's really like you're not missing anything. Oh, I it's know. I know. Them eating candy and 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 twerking and holding small animals. Didn't they already do this? Like, like, didn't they do this song last year at some point? Yeah, it's literally the same video. Okay, same kind right. of like it's <laughs> it's the same thing. Okay. Lollipops, <laughs> kittens, and puppies. All right ass and lace fronts it's the same shit um they also had like some whole discussion on the internet oh okay first of all they're saying that nikki possibly had a baby bump in this video there's a shot of her where she's just wearing these star pasties or stickers on her nipples or whatever. Okay. And it's like cut off right at the top of her stomach. But there was a photo that was posted of her sitting down in this look and her belly is obviously out. And people are saying, oh, she's got a belly bump. She's got a belly bump. And obviously there have been rumors that she's been pregnant for the longest fucking time. Mm-hmm. So if you are a pregnant girl, um, health and, and strength and safety in, in your time and things of that fucking nature. She didn't look pregnancy when i first watched it but mm-hmm. if she is i guess she would be incredibly early on and y'all would probably know better than i would um they also discussed she just uh sort of takes up for this young child who at this point it's almost like he's supposed to be her bad younger brother that she has to pull up to the junior high and tell motherfuckers to stop picking on him mm-hmm. that's what this feels like to me okay but she did like a live with him where they're discussing, I guess, the hypocrisy of rappers trying to shit on him for being a snitch because they have snitches in their own camps. They work with snitches. Of course, he called people out by name and blah, 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 and oh, all this other okay. stuff, I guess, as a continued way to sort of um, justify his existence in the culture. And I think we said ages ago, um, I don't know that anybody really denied that he would have an opportunity. A, you're a spectacle, as I said. The fact that you have the opportunity, the mm. resources to still make music after the scandal of all of the drama and your court cases and whatever the fuck else. Like, of course, people are going to watch that. You know what I mean? It's a spectacle. Like, it's great. So, uh, yeah. yes, but... Hip hop, young hip hop fans, the people that actually buy and and spam music and and things of that case, like the motherfuckers don't care about any of that fucking shit. It's only really relevant to people who can't be snitched on or don't want to be snitched on or live that kind of street life code or whatever the fuck. But 
I will say that there is sort of a point to the whole idea of rappers picking and choosing who they're going to vilify for certain things they do or choices that they make. I just have no defense for Takashi 69 because he makes my skin crawl. Right. So did they bring up the fact that he's a white boy who says nigga or has said nigga or anything? Like- I don't <laughs> believe they brought up that. I don't believe that they brought up the rape. I don't I going to say, is there, a, is there anything about the, the allegations or we just pretending none of that happened and that niggas are only mad because he snitched. I think that's okay. what the niggas they're talking to are mad about. Um, because I mean, if we're talking about the other things, child, <laughs> that would also be their friends. Right. Um, <laughs> well, that's a very good point. So I just think this is like, I'm just really tired of the madness and I'm more upset at his attorneys and representation than even at him because they promised us. <laughs> I remember they said he's just so happy to be free girl and like he's gonna go sit down we somewhere. assure you he's gonna sit his ass down and just do these songs and shut the fuck up. He's not on that time no more. You don't even have to worry about the All antics. Three, four times a week, this nigga logging on and trolling the fuck out of somebody, and we have to hear all the fuck about it. And then on top of that, got these motherfucking airhead extreme ass wigs and lace fronts and shit on, and and motherfucking petting kittens and and eating fruit by the foot and whatever the fuck else shit. You know what? I'm about to be 33. This ain't even got nothing to do with me. <laughs> I just like, I'm sitting in the fact that, you know what, girl? This isn't even about me. It's just like watching. It's like watching one of those small animals on a Lisa Frank book, like, just strung out on all of the wrong things. Like, what happened? It's like. If one of those little kittens, rainbow kittens with the angel wings on a Lisa Frank folder were to just <laughs> somehow commit to a life of hard drugs and crime, <laughs> that's what all of Takashi 69's existence, yeah. like his looks, his videos, his existence, that's what it gives me. Definitely. And I'm does. just like, it's just Lisa girl, Frank. can we just talk about anything else? <laughs> yeah, he, I am just bored by this young man. Everything about him just screams antics, shenanigans, foolery for attention. And the music is just, I, I just literally do not care at all. So he can just fuck right on off as far as I'm concerned. I have no problem with this man flopping and never coming back. Last but not least, Gucci Man says that he will be leaving... His label, Atlantic Records, on July 3rd. I didn't know that you leaving a record label would have a release date. Maybe that's when his contract... I don't know, whatever. He tweeted, leaving Atlantic Records July 3rd. These crackers, polite racists. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Hashtag so icy summer. Normalize calling white people crackers. He also tweeted, all artists, let's go on strike. Fuck these racist-ass labels. Burn them down to Black Lives Matter. Black execs matter. Fuck these crackers. Then he tweeted, I think he deleted that one. Then he tweeted and deleted, to all snitches and my haters and the most polite racist ever, Gucci. 
the label Gucci. I pray y'all die of coronavirus 2020. Now see, that's where you lost me. Like you. Oh my God, I was with you, my nigga. What? <laughs> Why are yeah. we wishing the virus on people? He's upset. Okay, mm-hmm. is it? I mean, I guess I kind of need to hear what these people did, but it's yeah, it's feeling like an overreaction to me <laughs> right now. No exact story I've heard on what he's upset at Atlantic Records for, or at Gucci for that matter. He did a Gucci campaign last year. Um, so apparently, uh, the Gucci, the Gucci main mm-hmm. himself, is tired of polite racists. <laughs> I love (laughs) that he called them crackers and polite racists because I don't need him to expand on that. I know exactly what a polite racist is. And we all do. Um, (laughs) All the black people know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) And I just, for whatever reason, love that it's Gucci Man that is standing up and should have being like, you know what? Actually, fuck this and fuck them and him and them as well um like i said the snitches and haters dying of coronavirus let's just get the virus up out of here and discuss your <laughs> snitches and haters some other way if we could yeah. but as far as taking down racists plight uh, or otherwise i'm all for that even if there's a a Gucci man led faction right. of the revolution. Um, <laughs> Certain niggas will be part of the Gucci army when it comes time for the revolution to really be popping. It's true. It's crazy because like I said, like this is not like we're going through shit that we haven't experienced and witnessed for hundreds of years but there's just something about this time that feels like a different level of tired Mm -hmm. and again i'm not holding my breath for extreme results you know but yeah i do feel like there are just more people who are like not only are we tired of, of the police but let's just go ahead and discuss all of these little corners of yep, racism. All of it. <laughs> and let's just go ahead and dismantle it all bit by bit. Like, I know white people are shook. They don't even know what corner to hide in. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas are in that corner as well. Like, oh, hey, hello. Didn't yes. see me here, did you? So, from record labels to film and television to cosmetics, regular nine to fives. You know, whatever the girls are doing, I don't know. There's just so much on the topic of racism, not even just not even just overt, I can't stand you niggers racism, but also polite racism and passive aggressive micro I was gonna say microtransactions. I play way too many video games. <laughs> Microaggressions <laughs> and shit like that. Um that people are just saying, you know, like not only are we going to address y'all killing us, but you're actually going to get off our dick in all regards. So for Gucci to be like, Black yeah. Lives Matter and Black Exec Matter, and I'm leaving my label of 11 fucking years or something crazy like that. When was Gucci's been with Atlantic since 2007? Wow. So for him to be like, nah, I'm good. I've been released all these albums. I have these motherfuckers and they fly races. I don't know what the fuck they did over there at Atlantic. But Gucci Man has a new song or album out like every two weeks. So that just has to be right on off. Right. 
Um, Polite racist well, makes me think of, did you see that video of that Filipino man who was writing Black Lives Matter on his own property in Chalk? And these white people came up to him and was like, what are you doing? Is this your property? Do you live here? Because that's private property. Blah, blah, blah. But they were like, no, we're not trying to be disrespectful. We're just saying private property, blah, blah, blah. And so he was like, you don't know whether I live here or not. You know, if you really feel a way about it, call the police. And so, of course, the police roll up, but they recognize him. They know him. He know them. So they just wave from the car like they don't even get out the car. But when when I heard polite racist, I thought of that video because both of them had these yeah. very like, we're just concerned about the community ass voices. But it's clear that y'all are mad because of the words being written and the color of the person writing them. So, yeah, he probably was like, you know, especially now where everybody's patience for white foolery is at an all time low. He was just like, you know what? Actually, fuck it. Actually, yeah. just fuck it. I can release my own shit. I got a studio at the house. You know, I can just I really don't need it. So fuck all. Y'all. And there's just like a different level of frustration when you want to smack the fuck out of a racist, but they are trying to come at you from this polite, this polite point of view so that they can then be like, well, I was just saying, yeah, like, I'm not trying <laughs> to me. And this is why we never have results. Because all. we would have asked anybody, bitch, it's chalk. No, you wouldn't have. <laughs> I bought Becoming by Michelle Obama, and I don't understand. <laughs> and I bought why the that journal doesn't count too. For <laughs> like, bitch, they be the ones that you really, really want to send above because it's like, girl, yeah, you're not gonna try and come at me with this nice, nasty form of racism right. and act like I'm supposed to meet you on halfway with this fake kindness shit. No, you can get cussed out and dragged yes. just like the rest of your motherfucking cousins. Absolutely. So, <laughs> Knowing the words to single ladies is not gonna save you. It just, it really does. I just don't know what the fuck you bitches <laughs> thought this was. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if you got a fucking formation to a jacket like None I of do, that. Bitch. I don't care, bitch. A lot of white people was at the show and what, bitch? <laughs> That do not mean nothing so, to me. Um, that's it for Hot Tops this week. Uh, um, good luck to everybody involved. I feel like a lot of this was positive stuff. Tiana having a baby. Yeah, Wendy it wasn't so bad. Progressive R&B is here. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so, you know, do what you can with that. Let's take a break and we'll see you in a second. Okay, so we're back. It is now time for some listener letters. That's right. This week's listener letters are brought to you by Royal Oils from Head and Shoulders. Love that line. But let's dive right into the inbox. We have a Kingdom of Hearts. I'm sorry, Kingdom Hearts question mm. for Kid Fury says. Uh-huh. I recently downloaded the KH collection and I have been reliving my childhood all over again. My question is, how do you feel about the gummy ship missions in the franchise? I personally hate them, but now that I'm replaying Kingdom Hearts 1, I see just how bad they used to be. If you do enjoy them, do you like to build and what is your favorite ship to use? I don't get any of that, but I'm assuming you do. So in Kingdom Hearts, you would travel between these different Disney worlds, Lion King, 
Peter Pan, whatever. And the way that you traveled between them was in a spaceship that was called a gummy ship. And then that was like, there were like these little Galaga styled missions where you're flying through space and you just shoot little stuff. And it was incredibly boring and tedious and literally nobody liked it. So to answer the question, no, I did not like any of those damn missions. They were my least favorite thing about the whole fucking game. I like the way they revamped it for Kingdom Hearts 3 because it was more like expanded it just didn't feel like a waste of fucking time but yes if you were playing that game again for the first time since you were 12 or whatever no shock if you were reminded how stupid they were nobody likes them no okay. one okay well hope that was uh relevant for those of you who enjoyed the game i keep saying that i'm gonna go back and download this game but i think i did I'm- and i could not even figure out how to start it it was just like that mario smash Mario Boom. Super Mario, Super Smash Brothers? Yes, that's it. That, I can't Mario. figure that out either. Whatever. I can't figure that shit out either. I do not get it. So Super Smash Brothers is far more straightforward. It's basically just a fighting game. But Kingdom Hearts is the most, is incredibly convoluted. And I think that it's just, it's best <laughs> experienced when you were very young. The reason that so many people talk about that game today is because we played it for the first time when we were 10. <laughs> like, or like, I think I was 13. So, like, okay. that's the reason I'm so, like, you know what I mean, uh, addicted to it or obsessed with it. It's because it was literally part of my fucking childhood. If I had to try and play Kingdom Hearts for the first time now, well, no, I'm still pretty childish. So, I probably would still like it. But I don't see many people, especially people who don't like love games of that kind, jumping into Kingdom Hearts and, and enjoying it. It's also like, unnecessarily poetic and everything is like <laughs> oh lord like it's a jill scott me. interlude yeah, no, it's all you. just like <laughs> my heart uh-uh. tonight linked with your heart yes. leads a bridge to the light and that light will link our hearts with the hearts of the world Je- what are you talking about <laughs> get it out what the fuck are you talking about oh man so, yeah. it takes me back okay um let's move on this question comes from alden who says i've recently started therapy and thankfully i was able to find a black west indian woman who i thought would make it easier with helping me to cope but i was wrong yeah you thought (sighs) i live in atlanta tuesday was election day and i'm sure you're aware of all the bullshit that's going on with voter suppression on top of Mm -hmm. protests all in the middle of a fucking pandemic life has been kicking my ass the past couple of weeks and this is why i was so excited for my therapy session during the session i expressed the i've i've expressed the stress of feeling the need to protest while also dealing with the panic of corona she asked if we could focus on the protests and discuss my viewpoint Initially, I thought this would give her better insight on why I've been so overwhelmed, but the conversation soon turned into a debate. I was met with questions of how I felt about rioting and looting, and once I said that property could be replaced but human lives could not, things went downhill. Yikes. She brought up scenarios of what I would do if my house was being looted and how people work hard for their things. Instantly, I asked myself, why am I paying somebody to debate with me? And as the conversation continued, it became worse. She countered with black people's poor spending habits when I brought up defunding the police and taxing the rich. And she even said Jeff Bezos has the right idea of evading taxes because if she was rich, she would do the same thing. At the end of the call, she asked me to look up some billionaire that worked his way from the ground up so that I could see the other side of things. I was so tuned out at this point that I just focused on how to get my copay back. 
<laughs> After all this, I was set on getting a new therapist altogether, but my sister feels like I should discuss our last session with her and why it made me uncomfortable. What do y'all think? Should I search for a new therapist? Is this normal for how therapy should go? Thanks for all your help, Alden. Alden, with all due respect, I think your sister needed my her own damn business. Yeah. You can go ahead. That's that's important. Um, why the fuck am I first of all, as my therapist, and I'm not one. So I know a lot of y'all listen to the show. Maybe you can butt in. Why the fuck am I talking to you about what protesters should or should not be doing? The economic right. status of the like, why are we talking about any of that and At not all. how to help me? <laughs> Why are we not focusing on how I can be helped, how I can be made to feel better, how I am perceiving these things? Like, why are we breaking into what's right and wrong about any of this stuff? I don't understand how that's even relevant to what you're supposed to be motherfucking doing for me. That's just my first thing. Then, what the fuck are you arguing me about? Like, I don't understand why we're even having a debate about this in the first place. And why would I want to go back to you to discuss it? Mm. You know, we've said before, it's not, you know, uncommon for people to have an experience with a therapist, uh, their first experience with a therapist be one that they don't like. I've had that happen before. And I just feel like finding a therapist is a lot like building a relationship or connection with anybody else you know it's sometimes energies line up and you're getting what you need there and you feel comfortable and other times you don't which is why i and many other people look for you know a person of color a woman of color i specifically looked for a black woman because i knew what that would do for me the first black woman that i went to was not a match for me and that's fine it also doesn't necessarily mean that they're trash at their job she sounds like she's kind of trash at her job as <laughs> to how that conversation went the way that it did but there's nothing wrong you don't owe it to the, that therapist to go and try and make an understanding or give them a second or third chance or whatever the fuck you're right you're paying for a service thank you a service that's <laughs> supposed to help you your health your life and all of those other things you're not there to like make a, a friend you're not dating there's no reason to go and figure out anything the fuck else if you had such a trash experience with them it's like okay i know where not to spend my my if you go to a fucking restaurant and you eat something and that shit gives you food poisoning you're not gonna go back to that motherfucker and be like oh okay well let me just see especially again. if it's the first time uh, you went exactly <laughs> never going back to that bitch exactly so like well, what the fuck do I need to go and try again for I'm fine right no, they I don't let you try again for free <laughs> and neither right. does the therapist the therapist is not gonna be like oh you want to debate okay this session is free then I'm not spending my copay so that you can argue with me about the protests going on in America right now i'm simply not doing it and i get all i also am not a therapist but it feels highly unprofessional for her to be arguing with you about your point of view about this as opposed to just talking to you about the way you're feeling like the therapist's job is not to get you to change your mind politically <laughs> like that is not it just feels like that's not her place and if she 
is, you know, conservative in whatever ways, then she needs to keep that to her damn self. Because you came here to talk about the stress and the trauma and all the bullshit you're going through. Not to sit here and argue with this woman about her politics. And I'm for damn sure not going to research no billionaire that you think I should feel happy about, girl? What? Get the fuck out of here. I feel like, you know, it's definitely a part of the job to ask you questions that will allow you to sort of unpack whatever it is you're talking about. But that's not the direction of the conversation that you just sent this letter about. Like, that's not the tone that you just described. And so I'm not going to pay you to argue with me about some shit that I feel passionately about. That's already fucking triggering me. You're a therapist. Right. Like that's, I'm not doing that actually. This is a literal waste of my time and money. The fuck no. I don't know, you know, what your sister was talking about. Maybe she's one of those type of people that want to, you know, give everybody a chance. And that's fair. That's fine. That's admirable. The answer is no. Yeah, I'm not. I'm tell your sister if she want your therapist to have another chance, then she should uh, cash up you the copay. Yeah. And then you'll go back and give this woman another chance. And maybe it'll be worth it and maybe it won't. I'm sorry it didn't work out, but unfortunately just because a therapist is black does not mean that they are right for you and so very true but you are in atlanta so you have a much bigger selection than most people in this country so hopefully you at can black find somebody anything. else right at black anything especially yeah. professionals so yeah uh good luck finding somebody else but i would not be setting up another zoom date with this woman mm, period not the fuck at all absolutely ever. not All right, let's move on. This next question. hmm, hmm. This next question comes from Bert, who says, I need some advice for my partner, Ernie. We have been together for over four years. Yep. (laughs) I am black. He is white. And despite the challenges of interracial dating and Trump's racist ass America, we continue to persevere towards a lifelong future together. Of course, Ernie's the white one. Yeah. (laughs) And and it's getting, it's about to get worse. (laughs) However, since quarantine began, Ernie has stopped bathing as frequently, allowing... I am sorry. What did you just say to me out of your mouth? Ernie has stopped bathing as frequently, (laughs) allowing as many as four days to go by before even considering for a shower. I am sorry today. You're fucking lying to me. I have had to (laughs) I have had to beg him at times to go shower and it is really impacting our relationship nigga you should have called him somebody else (laughs) Ernie has a whole rubber ducky song he loves to bitch. rubber ducky is the one he makes bath time lots of fun anyway I I have been very vocal about how grossed out I am by this new behavior, particularly addressing how his right body odor is assaulting my nostrils, but to no avail. Oh my God. His justification is that since he is working from home, he doesn't think about showering as much and he only showers when he knows he's going to be around other people. So what is You don't think about the shower as much when it's right the fuck goddamn there every day? I do not get that. But anyway, before quarantine, I never really had to deal with this issue with the exception of getting him to buy a loofah body brush since he too did not wash his legs. Oh, Oh. breaking up over this isn't really an option as we are preparing to move so I can start graduate school we have a dog together and I love him despite all of this I don't know what to do please help Bert that dog don't give a fuck about that and do you realize you just admitted that you taught this man how to bathe oh my god oh my god 
So his I, body was two different colors and you came through and helped him see the error of his ways. <laughs> uh, I just Oh no. One of us has to leave. Yes. And I don't know. Satan's busy. And honestly, it may be me because so many things probably need to be burned in that house at this point. I don't know how the fuck you are comfortable. Yeah. Days. Four days. And and you are admitting Uh -uh. to me. Your partner who is also sharing a living space with you. Yeah. Some bullshit about how you don't feel or you don't see the need or the point. Because white people don't be seeing a whole lot of hygienic points. And I'm so confused. Right. I just don't. True. True. Oh, I don't see the point of scrubbing my legs because the soap just washes right down. Then why do you do anything? (laughs) Why do you wash... At all. What's the point? Why don't you just squeeze a little body wash on the top of your head and just stand under the fucking water? Since the rinse, since it just running down your skin is enough to clean you. Disgusting. shit. Y'all gonna get enough of asking us about your white men. Because what the fuck is this? You know. You know the podcast that you sent an email you did. to. You did. And you are telling us that your white man stays away from soap and water oh, for no. days. No. Mm-mm. Days at a time. That means you let that dirty ass in your you bed. You let that dirty ass white man in your bed with you every night, knowing that he has not bathed. Therefore, I'm... spoiling your sheets. So now you in a dirty bed as well, because the person in the bed with you is dirty. Okay. All right. I just. All right. <laughs> the filth. No. The like. It's a no from me. <laughs> if you have, if you scrub this man and the bathtub says, I'm out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> when the tub is like, no more, please. I can't handle this. You know that something is wrong. I don't understand. Yeah, no. How so many of you, white and otherwise, are in relationships with people that are this comfortable being that nasty. Yeah. He has a smell. You know what? A smell. He smells. I erased that portion from my brain. (laughs) I actually forgot. I mean, of course he smells. It's been days since he washed his ass. (laughs) Right. He probably smelled after the first day, but still. I have said before that unpleasant smells are just the bane of my existence. Especially when we're talking about Whatever B.O. and dead flesh and bacteria is just sitting on the caps of your goddamn knees. And I can sit in this room. <laughs> like. I'm disgusted, actually. <laughs> I'm itching. That's not freedom. So. <laughs> 
ancestors wanted better than this for you. You said that breaking up is not an option, but breaking up is always an option. You might. This don't is not want okay to. for Pride. Not this at is all. not okay for Juneteenth. Nope. This is <sighs> you. You're gonna have to ask yourself: Do I want this white man so bad that I am willing to overlook this? Because you've talked to him about it. He's made it clear that showering is simply not a priority. You can't make that man do anything. So you have to ask yourself, do I want him so bad that I am willing to deal with somebody who showers once or twice a week? And not because, you know, their mental health is so bad that they can't pull themselves out of bed or whatever. Not because they're physically incapable of bathing, but because they just simply don't feel like it. And they only think about it when they're going to be around other people, which also just casually lets you know that he doesn't consider you a person. Because how how is your partner not a person? Sitting around stank all day, every day, day after day is for people who live alone. And even then is is something is wrong. So let me tell you something. <laughs> so I just don't. I mean, even in quarantine, you are still dirty. Like you still sweat. You still have oils and shit on. And then if you even leave your apartment or your the, the door to your house, even once. In my black ass eyes, you are instantly filthy and you need a shower before you get in the bed. You just do. You cannot get in the bed in the same skin that you was in while you was outside. But that's me. I'm black. Everybody in my family is black. That's how we, you know, that's just how we operate. So the other day, I almost like I was so tempted to just go to sleep. I'm talking about one day. I get it. (laughs) This was one day. And I was so tempted. I was high. I was depressed. I was like, child, I don't even feel like getting up out of this bed to go and take a shower. And I remember I like rolled over to just get ready to be out. And I felt my leg, like my thighs rub against each other. And it wasn't even like they were like sticky or gross or anything like that. They just didn't. I didn't feel <laughs> the comfort of fresh butters. <laughs> <laughs> Like my thighs touched and something about that was that friction just said, get your ass up. Yeah. And I got up in all of my miserable exhaustion and got the fuck in the shower and did it anyway at like five something in the fucking morning. Right. So, sweetie, you're not going to tell me that the majority of the fucking week went by and you sitting in front of fucking (laughs) 13 reasons why. If you don't get your stupid Caucasian ass up and get in the shower or get out of this motherfucking house, you've got a choice or I can leave. Leave. You don't deserve that. (sighs) You don't have, you not, you can't just be having to deal with all of the, the shit that you have to existing as a black person on this fucking planet, you know, worrying if the police gonna kill you, getting next to no money in comparison to your co-workers, just all kinds of, of bullshit within the black existence. And also, B.O.? Yeah, no, thank you. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. Where you pay rent at? listen lose my number don't ever i don't even want people to know (laughs) i don't even want people to know i knew you don't tell nobody we used to be together please don't i mean i really do understand being so tired or so depressed that you don't feel like showering i do i for sure fully get that but the thing about it is (laughs) four days is egregious first of all 
That's disgusting. It's disgusting. Like at that point, you can smell yourself. You're not gonna tell me otherwise. And I can. He can smell you. All the old spice told in the world you is not gonna fix that. It's just not. You need to get your ass in the shower. But also, if you are super tired or super depressed or whatever, you don't have to do the 45 minute full detail. You could just get in the shower, lather up with whatever utensils you use. I pray to God you have something in there. And then just scrub yourself head to toe, rinse, and get the fuck out. You don't have to go in there and shave everything, deep condition your hair, pluck whatever. Like, you can just do a basic head to toe wash and be in and out the shower. Like, it doesn't have to take an extremely long time to get clean. Or at least clean enough to where you are not offending the nostrils of the people you live with. Like, it just doesn't... It doesn't have to be some big ass chore. So the fact that he's just like, yeah, you're not important enough for me to bathe every day. I just feel like you respect him more than he respects you. And so, sweetie, you stopped at the fuck. Like he smells. Yeah, no. no, no. I want I, I want us to sit in that for a second. Yeah. I mean, you already sitting in. Let's sit. But in I the want field. us to sit. Yeah. In the fact that you can smell him. You're not even saying, hey take a shower every day you're telling this funky ass bastard yep. that he stinks and i want you to understand that he is arguing with you about it <laughs> you are telling him you are telling him that he stinks and rather than being like oh let me do something about immediately that, he has a rebuttal like that should be enough for you we're not arguing we're not arguing about the way you smell i'm just not going to do it how you tell somebody above the Woo. age of six that they stank and they have an argument about exactly. it? exactly like what <laughs> exactly because even little kids you know you tease them enough they will go get in the fucking tub so, <laughs> that is very so true. i do not get it at all i don't know what these white people have done i don't know how they have this kind of hold on y'all to where y'all will bend over backwards and accept any kind of bullshit but a filthy white man cannot get in my bed that's that on that maybe y'all need a separate bed he can sleep somewhere else and have another room maybe if y'all have that kind of space something since you are just like dead set on not breaking up with him but I would not be tolerating this in my home. I know y'all are not having quarantine sex. Oh, that... yes, they are. Oh, <laughs> yes, they are. I bet you they fucking are. I, I bet, bet you he holds fucking... his breath. <laughs> I bet you his perineum smell like Casablanca. All right. And I want him out of my house. All right. Moving right the fuck on. Not doing that with you, my nigga. This next letter comes from... Hmm. Have you watched the finale of Insecure? sure did okay well insecure spoilers if you haven't watched it but this one comes from jonathan who says i'm livid i do not understand why miss i just got out of a divorce and don't want to date anybody seriously aka miss i'm not mature so i'm a ghost Issa, and our work commitments <laughs> since her and my current turn x-men used to seriously date all of a sudden be okay with keeping that baby from a man she was kind of embarrassed to have over at thanksgiving i can understand mm -hmm. her not caring about lawrence being in the picture at all but it just feels forced i feel like the process was okay what's the most dramatic but kind of realistic thing that can happen to Issa, lawrence and condola so i'm wondering what y'all think about it honestly i don't really care too much although obviously i care enough to take a minute and write a paragraph about this right. 
But I'm annoyed because it just kind of seemed like an inconvenience for inconvenience's sake. We honestly don't even know much about Condola other than she's a great planner, has annoying friends, and was recently divorced and didn't want a baby with her ex-husband. Do y'all think it makes sense? Thanks. Grateful for you and for Insecure for being examples of Black excellence. (laughs) Best, Jonathan. Well... Thank you. I don't think it was really inconvenience for inconvenience. Like, this shit happens to people all the fucking all time. The time. I, I don't understand why people are saying that. Like, oh, I just don't understand. It feels forced. Like, are you kidding? Because niggas get random women pregnant all the time. And Condola's all not even time. that random. Right. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know where that uh, particular critique is coming from. You maybe didn't like the fact that, you know, the surprise pregnancy sure was didn't. used as a plot device, but it is still extremely realistic. And I don't, I mean, y'all are asking why Condola kept the baby. And I was talking about this on Twitter earlier. I think it's very she said obvious. Why. Right. She made it very clear. She's in her 30s now. She is financially stable. She's she had an abortion before. Right. She's had an abortion before. She doesn't want to do it again. And she wants to be a mother. Like, she laid it out. It's very simple. <laughs> I think y'all are just yeah. mad. Because this baby means that Issa and Lawrence are not going to be together. Or if they um, are, it's going to be high drama. And so y'all yeah. are mad because we just watched these niggas be vulnerable and fall in love and everybody was happy for two episodes. But I don't think there's anything wrong with her keeping this baby at all. No, no, no. First of all, I'd like to remind everybody that Condola is not a person. That's true. <laughs> like, Condola is like, fake. <laughs> Lawrence like, and Issa, all of that is fake. <laughs> like, it's 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 fictional also but like i get the the investment and stuff like that and people being upset because i was absolutely pissed even though i knew it like i called it from the second that lawrence went missing and she they were done or whatever i was like mom is gonna pop back up and she's gonna say hey i got a bun in the oven i knew it and the only reason why for a second i sort of started to doubt it it's because in in episode nine, they had that montage at the beginning with Lawrence and Issa where they were working together and fucking and watching TV and fucking and doing whatever else and yep. fucking. And so they were obviously spending a decent amount of time together. And Lawrence had admitted that he was still in communication with Condola. So I was like, if Condola was pregnant, why wouldn't she have told him by now? Right. So maybe not. But as soon as he came back in that house on this last episode with that look on his face, I was like, here we go. I already knew how it was going to go. I really like how they shot it. Oh, yeah, I really like how brilliant. they jumped back and forth between him talking to her and the reaction and all that stuff. That was nice. But I think another part of the reason why it pissed me off so bad is because, yes, obviously I wanted Issa and Lawrence to be together and happy, even though I definitely went through my whole saga of wanting Lawrence to get hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> you are not I the stand only by one. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's just been great to see them like grow and like learn about themselves and things like that. And I just feel like now is it would be a great time for them to come back together. And you obviously want for her to be happy and shit like that. And it's so con- it's so inconvenient, and it's also so reminiscent of a plot point in the game when that shit was mm, on. Yes. <laughs> UPN or whatever before BT took it they did the whole they actually when did we find out that Janae was pregnant Janae had the baby at the end of of the end of their third season anyway that same thing happened with Mer- Melanie and Derwin on the game where they broke up and they did the whole thing where you you know they were mad at each other and they came back together and then up uh, 
Yeah, that girl that I was dating while we were separated is pregnant now. And then Mama had the baby and BT had her being a stepmama. And I was just pissed the whole way through. God, I wanted Janae to go somewhere. Who was also now in... um The girl who played Janae is in... um. <laughs> Mm. Black Lady Sketch Show. Is she? Oh my God. Yes. yes. Hold on. Her Gabrielle. Is, Gabrielle Dennis. Yes. Oh yes. my God. <laughs> yes, yes, oh yes. Lord. The way y'all felt about Janae. My thank God. you for that. Sh- I'm telling you, thank you for that show, Robin. Because, <laughs> <laughs> girl, that reinvented her in my eyes. Because I could not. <laughs> could not talking about up. how Condola is not real. Child, I could not take her. <laughs> For the longest time. I was so tight about her keeping that baby. But anyways, I'm really interested in seeing how they're going to address it. And I was glad at least that we got to see um, Issa and Molly come together in the end of the episode. Thank God. I I was was disgusted. (laughs) I was happy at least that it was like, all right, well, we get some sort of a like cheerier note to end on she going through it she going through it let's talk it out and actually talk it out and i'm hope like i'm hoping to see how that conversation is going to play out in the next season because they've got shit to talk about yes. and miss molly needs to take a lot of ownership for a lot of shit mm. and they got to piece stuff together i loved the whole story of Tiffany being like, I can't do this shit. <laughs> that baby shit, girl, I'm super cool on that. <laughs> that has to be so real for so many people. Like, I really enjoyed that finale aside from the revelation I saw coming. And I'm going to try ever so hard to be kind to the character Contola <laughs> in the seasons to come. But I am so... Because she wasn't, like, miserable. At least, like, Jan- the character Janae was easy to dislike. Because although she didn't do anything necessarily to Melanie, they they were at odds. You know what I mean? Like, right. they openly didn't like each other, from what I remember on the show. Whereas um, Condola and Issa were cool. And Condola never really had, like, a wretched personality or anything about her yeah. to dislike. That's why I don't get the so, hatred for her. Like, Condola didn't actually do anything wrong to anybody. In this show. And yet (laughs) niggas are furious. (laughs) And that's what I don't get. Like, I I personally know lots of women who had abortions when they were younger, who if they got pregnant in their 30s, when they were more stable, they would keep that baby when they didn't before and have said to the nigga, it is up to you if you're going to be around. But regardless, I'm going to take care of my child. I'm just telling you because it's also your child. Exactly. So I kind of have a moral responsibility to tell you that I am giving birth to to somebody who is genetically half yours. But it's up to you if you're going to be around for that. I just don't understand how people are mad at her for that. Like that's how that's why I kind of appreciated the writing of this. Although, yes, it did still piss me off. I appreciated that it does feel like it, it doesn't feel like it's just for the sensation of drama. It felt very realistic. Yeah, I'm pregnant by my ex seeing a new situation now or whatever and I'm telling you that I'm pregnant because this is your fucking baby and I'm (laughs) going to keep it because I want to be a mom and it doesn't even necessarily mean that she's expecting anything from Lawrence or whatever I thought she made that has the right to know right she and you know he did the honest thing by going to Issa and being mm-hmm. like, this is what's going on. You know what I'm saying? The same way that she's tried to um, 
be honest with Nathan and just try to do things. Like it's it's clear that they're trying to like learn from mistakes that they have made or things that they probably would have done differently or whatever. But the circumstances are what they are, and they fucking suck, and nobody is happy about it. But at the same time, like it's a show. I'm really interested in seeing how they're going to move forward from there because I really want Lawrence and Issa to figure some shit out, but. With this baby mo- looming in the background, <laughs> some of y'all, like I said, maybe y'all could go ahead and be like, well, this is how Kimon and I worked it out. So maybe that's how they'll do okay. it. Okay. It's season, season five? Maybe. Next. Yeah, season five is next. I just, yeah, I think y'all are like focusing on the wrong things. Like, why would she want to have a baby if he didn't want to be a part of the baby's life? That really doesn't matter. Yeah. A lot of y'all have kids with somebody who pretends like he wants to be part of the baby's life and then the nigga leaves anyway. And then what? I just want her to be like, well, glad I got that off my chest. You'll never see me again. Yes, like, like, I just, I just want her to get That's what I missing. said. Like, Lawrence could have been like, well, cool. Have fun. I'm going to San Francisco to be a trolley nigga. And so have fun with your baby. But Lawrence came back and told Issa because he's not the type of nigga to just abandon his child. And y'all are mad at right. it. It's just crazy to me. But... <laughs> It's like the opposite of what you would think niggas would want people to do or how they should react. But when it comes to Instagram, and another reason I knew it, y'all don't give a shit. Is about because things. in the uh, like previously on little thing that they do at the beginning of the episode, they showed that clip where um, what's Tiffany's husband's name? Derek. When Derek was talking to Lawrence and he was like, we didn't even plan this, you know, about the baby. When they showed that little clip at the top of the finale, I was like, here come Condola. I already know it because they didn't plan that baby either. (laughs) So great to be right, but so not great to be right about things you don't want to be right about. I mean, I just feel like I'm a very fair person and y'all are giving Condola a lot that she doesn't deserve. But when it comes to... I don't hate her. I just want her to never come But see, that's the thing. If she never comes back, then Lawrence never comes back. So, not necessarily. Lawrence, she doesn't have to be on the show anymore for Lawrence to take care of his kid. I just doubt that's going to happen. Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't realistically see, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the next season is going to be either we don't see Lawrence at all or we see Issa trying to be a stepmama and deal with all this bullshit. And I just Mm. don't. I really don't feel like you can build a relationship with a man who has a baby on the way with somebody else, but... I see her attempting to make that shit work, especially since he's already expressed that he wants to the whole time Nathan's Mm. ass is looming in the background. Yeah, wait. And it's like... To snatch her right on up. (laughs) Does history repeat itself? Do I go and fuck this nigga? Mm. Or what time is it? Girl, you got a nigga over here right now (laughs) with no baby. I already, I'm already stressed. I just want my girl to win. <laughs> just like, yeah, fuck. I do. I want Issa to win. I want Issa and Molly to be good. But I wasn't ready for Issa to extend all those olive branches to Molly. I really wasn't. I felt like she should have let Molly suffer a little bit longer. I would have, I would have, but you know, I'm maybe not the best person to be speaking on this. So. It was just clear that they they just laid out so many moments throughout the whole season where it's like the person that I'm that I want to go to when I'm going through it is 
Issa or is Molly. They were always going through something and it was like seconds away from hitting that bitch, but then it was like, fuck her. So like, just given their current situations, it just made sense that it was like, bitch. And then the whole thing where they were together trying to find their other friend and the situation on the bus and like all of that stuff, it just made sense to me. I feel like that was also really, it seemed together really nicely or whatever, but it also makes sense to me that so many fans or viewers are like, well, no, fuck that because at the end of the day, bitch, you ain't like, why would you send that motherfucker text message and then you ain't even have the respect to make sure you want to send it to me and then on top of that, like, so I get it. <laughs> right. Whatever. Well, shout out to Issa and the writer's room because y'all did that. Niggas have been arguing and I am sure they will continue to do so. Directors. Which, yes, means y'all have done something right. Right. All the black women y'all brought in to direct this season, the writing, everything like this season was absolutely stellar. Thank you. And the music. There are some songs Always. that are not released yet. And Always. damn it, please <laughs> hurry up. The fact that Issa has like the inside plug with these niggas where she can get unreleased music on this show. It's just yeah. wow, the power, the fucking power that has. But what a great show. Okay, that wraps up. And I May Destroy oh, You is also kidding. fantastic. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, let's talk about <laughs> it because I have seen I May Destroy You and it is not if you're going for the same comedy thing, you're not going to get it. It is funny, but it also yeah. has heavier themes throughout the show. And It's a different show. Right. It's revolving around a traumatic event, whereas Insecure is just about niggas trying to get their life together. So, but, but I May Destroy You familiar. is phenomenal. Yes. Michaela Cole is like... A genius. She's just her. She's she's just she's her. From chewing gum to all kinds of other things she's done. I'm such a stan. So I'm not surprised that this show has already made a fan of me. So shout out to all of the dope black women and black people over there at HBO doing fun stuff. Yes. All right. That wraps up the spoilers and that wraps up the questions. Send yours to ask the read at gmail.com. <laughs> Askthereed at gmail.com. We may mm-hmm. read them aloud on this show. And don't forget that the listener letters were brought to you today by Royal Oils from Head and Shoulders. The line makes it super easy to keep your hair and scalp moisturized and healthy. You can find out why I love it so much when you go pick up all the products in the collection available at Walmart stores and walmart.com. I love how many of you tweet me letting me know that you tried out the line and you love it. It saved your scalp, all that other stuff. I really do. Really do love the line. So go check out Royal Oils from Head and Shoulders. Let's take another break and we'll be right back. All right. So we're back and it is now time for the read. Yes, um, it is. I have one thing to say and it probably shouldn't take too long. So I will just say this very quickly. Okay. Um, This week, Friday... Uh, is the release of The Last of Us Part 2. The Last of Us Part 2 is a sequel to a critically acclaimed video game from 2013. One of the best video games ever created. One of the best narratives, uh, narrative experiences in a video game, quite honestly. So highly, highly anticipated. If only Manhattan could be quiet. Oh, no, that's now, never going to happen. <laughs> Unfortunately, this highly anticipated video game experienced some leaks not too long ago for some pretty 
important stuff. Some major spoilers are online. So if you're looking forward to the game and you are trying to stay away from spoilers, don't worry. I'm not going to discuss those. But I will say, um, I saw them. I'm not really broken up about it. It's no big deal. I don't really care. I'm still going to play the fucking game. But the reason I'm bringing it up is because, unfortunately, some of the people who learned of the spoilers have gone on this like super bigoted crusade against the game's story. Now, without saying much, I will just say that there's a character in the game that a lot of pissed off nerds, alleged fans are saying is trans um now i'm fairly certain that there is a trans character in this game that is not the one that they're talking about and the only reason that they are claiming that this character is a trans character or a trans person is because of the way that they look now that in itself is one thing, mm. but it's just coming along with all of this hate, all of this really disgusting language and fuckery because of people being upset with choices, I guess, that the developers made in this game. Um, It's really just... <laughs> it's just ridiculous to me how fucking hateful and intolerant and ridiculous and absurd the nerd community could be the gaming community can be it's not surprising it just gets on my fucking last nerves first of all i don't understand why you're bringing trans people or the trans experience into your bullshit Mm, or why this person's appearance has anything to do for you with their identity. I it, I don't even see how those two things correlate, but for some reason, these people are accusing Naughty Dog, which is the name of the company that uh, made this game, as well as they're famous for making the Uncharted series, Crash Bandicoot, and some other stuff. Um... They're basically saying that Naughty Dog is trying to pander to, like, leftist fans and SJWs, which I cannot stand that fucking term because it's only ever used by racists, homophobes, transphobes, just overall hateful people to describe people that would like to see change or just, you know, basic human decency. Um So they're accusing Naughty Dog of basically pandering to these people in the creation of a character that they know nothing about. Because, again, this is a game that is not out. And you're basing this on however many few hours, I think two or three hours of a leak within a game that's supposed to be like 25, 30 hours fucking long. You know nothing about the shit. You haven't played it for yourself. You haven't fucking experienced it. Furthermore, the thing that you're upset about has nothing to do with gender identity. It has Mm. nothing to do with sexuality. It has nothing to do with any of these things that you claim to be the reason that the game is ruined or, you know, the things or the communities that this development company is pandering towards. 
award or whatever. It has nothing to do with that. What you're pissed off about is something completely the fuck separate that ain't got nothing to do with, you know, who this character is or how they may or may not identify. So jumping out of the fucking window and attacking trans people yet again because you don't like the way that a story goes or whatever is absolutely fucking absurd and it just drives me fucking insane that a community... Well, I don't really give a fuck about the community because... I like video games for me, and I'm not even a huge multiplayer type person. I like single-player video games that I can experience on my own. I don't need you to play it with me. I don't want to log on and play no motherfucking first-person shooter with your little badass 13-year-old white kid. (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) So the community, I guess, is a bit separate. But being as that, you know, I... I definitely identify as a huge gamer and I'm just a fan of the medium. It's just so annoying that so many people within that community are so fucking ridiculous and childish and absurd and just stupid. Like the game itself for people who have actually played it, critics, reviewers is getting amazing reviews. Like people seem to be praising the story, the narrative, whatever. Again, we'll see how I feel about it when it comes out uh, Thursday at midnight or whatever. But I'm just annoyed with how many people within, you know, nerdism and gaming and lots of other realms like to blame um whether it's Black Lives Matter, the gay community, the trans community, or other people that are fighting for their lives, fighting for respect or of their rights. I just hate when y'all try to blame motherfuckers like us for you not getting your way within whatever the fuck it is that you you fan for. If you don't like... The, guess what? The, again, the game's not out. So if for whatever reason this leak has soured the franchise for you don't buy it keep your fucking money like you claim that you're going to and shut the fuck up about it or at the very least complain about what the fuck you claim that you're mad about and leave trans people the fuck alone yes. leave gay people the fuck alone yes. leave whatever the fuck because on top of that the main character of the game is a gay woman so but y'all knew that in the first game in 2013 it's not like something that just came out so if you want to talk about people pandering towards any kind of community for their own selfish gain then talk to all of these big ass corporations that are doing that right now for the black lives matter movement because my god all of these motherfuckers who are crawling out of their crevices right now and claiming that they give a fuck about black lives for whatever the fuck dollar amount that is what gets on my motherfucking nerves not you choosing whatever fucking story beat or plot device for your fucking game because again i could play the 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 story play the game experience the story and not like it i guarantee you it won't be because of how one of the fucking characters identify especially because in a game like the last of us that takes place in a post-apocalyptic world i want to know what that experience is like for people that aren't simply white and blue-eyed i've seen rick grimes I've seen plenty of zombified films and shows and books before with white people in them. I want to know what it would be like to to, to be living the trans experience in a zombie-filled post-apocalyptic world. What the fuck is that like? Because guess what? In a world without zombies, it's trash. So I want to (laughs) know what the fuck that's like. And of course, it's fiction. So it's not to say that it would be 
you know, accurate or whatever. But we want to see that kind of representation. Trans people play games too. Gay people play games too. Black people play games too and spend our money on those things as well. So it's just ridiculous that because your motherfucking protagonists don't look like, you know, Chris Pratt or because... You know, this character doesn't save the fucking day or get the girl in the end or whatever the fuck it is that you expect out of a game you didn't write. That you attack, you know, minorities again. You attack people that are being attacked every motherfucking day. Meanwhile, Band-Aid out here talking about we make dark-skinned Band-Aids now. Like, girl, suck our dick. After a hundred fucking years, girl. (laughs) As old as your motherfucking... Not only can you kiss my ass with these dark-skinned Band-Aids, bitch. Like, bitch, we've talked about this Ever and ever and ever. So much so that Black people have created their own brands of darker skin. Yes. Or like, you know, Band-Aids for tones of all of all colors, specifically brown skin and stuff like that. Now you basically try to take money away from them too, claiming to be inclusive or whatever the fuck else. Like that's the kind of pandering that I think actually hurts. Not people including folks from all kinds of walks of life in a game that has 300 goddamn characters in it anyway. So fuck everybody who has something to say about this game that they haven't fucking played anymore or they haven't even played yet. If you don't want to fucking play it, if you're so mad about it then don't fucking buy it there's tons of other shit that's lined up for this fucking year that you can spend your motherfucking money on and guess what loads of that shit will have cis hetero white men <laughs> all over know, it right there front and center for you to play yep. as. so if you mad guess what don't experience this game that people are already saying like i went on metacritic and went through the reviews before any of this nonsense just because that's how excited I am for the game. And it has got, like, perfect reviews from damn near every fucking publication I've heard of. And they're all saying, bitch, if you have a PlayStation, you need to play this. So I'm going to probably lean with what they're seeing since they've actually played it and, you know... Are writing usually are they supposed to be writing from an unbiased point of view? I'm gonna go with what they're saying over motherfuckers that just hate yes. people that don't look like them or don't speak like them or whatever, and also have not even played the game they're talking about. So fuck y'all. <laughs> and if you can't get with the times, whether it's in the gaming community, comic community, nerd community, whatever the fuck it is, are just you know, the motherfucking T-Mobile community, bitch. I don't give a fuck where it is that you are in life. If you can't get with what the fuck people are talking about, you need to get missing. Move to the side and shut the fuck up and let freedom reign. That's it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm glad you brought up Ben Day because there actually is a Black-owned, Black-family-owned company called Brownages. That yes. sells band-aids in varying shades of brown for those of us who did not wait 99 years for band-aids to decide that we also had skin. So... Like, do you know how many niggas don't even didn't even know that band-aids are that color because of white skin? Like niggas just thought that band-aids were that color because right. band-aid. Like, no. no, not at all. Although I think now they do make a... clear ones, but that's not the point. You made yeah, no. white ones on purpose. And exactly. just now got around to the Negro shades because Black Lives Matter now. But this is not the first time. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, Preach no. it to the fucking just... choir. If we're going to be annoyed 
with pandering towards quote unquote left groups, leftist groups or whatever. That's the kind of shit that chaps my ass. Motherfuckers yes. talk about, yeah, well, you know, Juneteenth is a, a is a holiday now. Well, you know, shout out to niggas getting a paid holiday or whatever the fuck, but there's just so much bullshit now because of how many white-owned, white-run corporations are afraid to be on the cancellation yep. list. Yep. That is concerning. Not a trans person possibly being in a fucking fictional story in a fucking video game that you don't even need to own hmm well and there is that as well i can't wait for this game to come out so that i can actually like talk to people who are also going to play it about what like the because it's so bitch what you mad about don't even have nothing to do with that like it doesn't even have anything to do with that like i cannot stand when bigots be mad about like the most irrelevant thing and they somehow then they just have to find a, a reason to blame oppressed groups the niggas, the gays, everybody just be man- minding their yep. motherfucking business. Trans people minding their business, just trying to live, just trying to go to work, and here just y'all trying go. to go to the motherfucking bathroom. And oh, this is my fault too. Wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> huh, okay. Well, I just have a few th- quick things and then I'll get out of here. Uh, first of all, speaking of trans people, you niggas who are getting offended that we're making sure to call out all black lives and how they matter and that we're making sure to say that the lives of black women matter and the lives of black trans people matter. Those of you who are pissed because there were rallies all across the country because black trans women are frequently murdered more than trans people of any other race, I believe. And um, over the past couple of weeks, we had two of them murdered Raya Milton and uh, Dominique Fells, both within a week of each other. Yes. So y'all are mad that we're being more specific about Black Lives Matter. Y'all are mad that we're saying that all of us matter. Y'all are mad that we're saying that the trans community is part of our community and that we're not all free until the most marginalized of us are free. And I just have to say, y'all really hate when we call you the white people of black people, but that's exactly how the fuck you're acting. I was just going to say that. That's 100% how you're acting. All you have to do is swap out trans for black and turn the conversation between white and black people and it is the exact same shit we've been saying and it is fucking wild to me that you can literally watch niggas argue with white people with white supremacy about how we are unfairly treated in this country and then when somebody says don't forget about our black trans sisters y'all say well black lives matter means all of us so why do you have to say it or this is just another way to divide us all we should all be together and unified on this or I just don't understand why y'all got to make it a thing like it could just be that we all out there marching and why does it have to be blah 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 bitch because the first of all this should be very fucking obvious but because black trans people face racism and then they also face all this other shit that cisgender people simply don't have to face like look at that like primarily when i'm talking to you black men being murdered by your own fucking people black women are like 14 percent, i think of of the women in this country i think that's the number but we're 50 percent or higher of the domestic violence cases in this country like we're 50 percent of the abused but only 14 percent of the women period 
The statistics for our trans brothers and sisters who are murdered are wretched, especially when you consider how many of them are murdered by us. The same niggas that they will be out there marching for, protesting on behalf of, are the same niggas who will turn around and kill them. And y'all are mad because we're saying something about it. Here's the thing. Your surface level level liberation has never worked. It has never worked. That's why we're still doing this shit. Y'all try to get free while leaving behind the people who you are disgusted by that you don't you just don't want to say it out loud. Most of you, but you're disgusted by us for whatever reason. And so you want to leave us behind while you get your rights and you get your equal treatment. And let's just all focus on that. But it can never be just that. Literally, the liberation cannot happen if we are still leaving black people behind. And you would think black people could understand that. But no, y'all so busy hating these people for who they fucking are that you can't even understand that we are tired of not just being murdered by the police, but being murdered by y'all niggas too. That should not be groundbreaking. It really shouldn't. That should be something very fucking easy for y'all to understand, but y'all act like white people. And so you don't. You mad about it? Then stop acting like a fucking white person. I just don't even see what's so hard to break down about that because it really literally not. parallels all of the problematic all lives matter as shit that white people be spewing yeah. every single time that we talk about black lives matter it's like yes black trans people have to deal with racism for you know uh, their black existence but it at the same time there is an incident uh, not an, an incident there is uh an epidemic learned the difference between epi and pan. Oh yeah. Recently. This Thanks year for that. <laughs> but like, this is something that is so horrendous that's happening in that community or to that community that it would just be, it, it would just be unthinkable to not be specific. Right. It just wouldn't make any logical sense to not be specific and again i've i feel like i've said this a few times but it's insulting to act like we can't walk and chew bubblegum yes. why can't we say black lives matter you know what i'm saying and and in that discuss police brutality discuss systemic racism and all of the institutional bullshit that has us where we are and also be like on the topic hey let's talk about you know black trans women dying like you know, by the threes every right. week. Exactly. Like, I don't understand why it has to be a, oh, well, why we got to bring that up to you? Or why you can't just be at the fucking rally and da 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 and all that other stuff. A, because often we're the only ones speaking up about that shit. You niggas be silent. Mm. So somebody's got to fucking do it. Mm. And B, like I just said the fuck second ago, it's like, a whole other layer of violence within this community that is happening to these people that needs, it needs specificity. It needs it the same way that we need to be specific about black lives mattering and not just all of them. And you be looking at white people who say all lives matter, like they're fucking stupid because we know that shit. Right. So like, don't be surprised if somebody looks at you like a fucking dummy when you do the same shit. Exactly. Cause the main niggas talking about, well, black lives matter means all of us are the exact same niggas who never make it a point to talk about the trans people who are being murdered 
within our own community. Y'all don't never have no justice for Tony McDade signs. Y'all niggas not out at the protests. Y'all niggas not having panels educating your dumbass transphobic brothers about how they need to stop fucking killing us. Y'all not calling out the rapists and abusers in your circle. The niggas who are doing that completely understand why the rest of us are saying, don't forget about us. So maybe just keep that in mind because it has been our communities supporting y'all, not the other way around. If you're not ready to do the real work, then you actually should just sit down. Like if you're not ready to go there and like do the work for all of us. Then just go ahead and sit down and move out of the way because you're literally wasting our time. Exactly. Niggas been- and you just hit the nail on the head. We do be frontline for every single everybody, black body. Everybody. But when it comes time for us, then it's an argument. Oh, why y'all got to make it about that? Why y'all got to be divisive? See, this is exactly what they want. They want us to not be focused on the main thing. Bitch, How? what are you saying to us in our faces about how much we matter? And then you expect us to just be silent about it. There's a 19-year-old black girl named um, Olu Watoyan who was murdered yep. just the other day, leaving a protest, I believe. She thought that this man, she tweeted about what happened to her, the sexual assault that she experienced, which was absolutely fucking horrific, went missing, body was just found and all this. And all day long, niggas have been arguing about how we don't need to be talking about the fact that she was murdered by a black man. Bitch, how don't we? How don't we? <laughs> Are you kidding? We're just supposed to shut up and let y'all kill us and continue to show up for you, bitch. Kiss my whole ass. So that's for you niggas. Now moving on. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Well. I cannot recall Oklahoma being in the news like this since the bombing. And um <laughs> it's frustrating as the only black person a lot of people know from Oklahoma. Wow. Um but just so y'all know, there is a reason I left. <laughs> All yeah. the crazy shit you see in the news about Tulsa. Th- girl, that's why I left. The the race massacre of 1921, that is nothing new to me. That is something I grew up knowing about well before I ever heard about it in school. These racist ass police officers and all that other shit, nothing new to your girl. So when I heard about this major on the police force who said that there is no such thing as systemic racism in policing and we are actually probably shooting them 24% less than we should be based off the crimes nothing about that blows my mind Tulsa Police Department been the goddamn worst when I hear about Oklahoma City Police last year killing a fucking man who was also talking about how he couldn't breathe and finally releasing the tape. And it's just blatantly obvious that they murdered this nigga and got away with it. That does not blow my mind. Trump and Stephen Miller's old terrible racist white supremacist ass choosing Tulsa to, for their first rally after COVID or I'm sorry, just the first rally rally since COVID became a massive thing in this country. Cause it's certainly not over, but choosing Tulsa for that shit. And then on Juneteenth, that was deliberate. I know why white supremacists want to come to Oklahoma, even though Oklahoma was never part of the Confederacy. That don't stop them crackers from flying that fucking flag because it's not about heritage. It's absolutely about hate. So nothing about that. 
I just need y'all to understand that doesn't blow my mind. Trump blowing or Trump pushing this rally back one day is the same bullshit. It's almost like he literally pulled it off that Friday so that y'all couldn't say it was Juneteenth. But it's still that weekend and it is still sending a very clear message. Yeah. Oklahoma been disappointing me. I'm sorry that Oklahoma is only just now disappointing y'all. But this is this is what's happening in Oklahoma is representative of what's happening across the country. It's just Oklahoma's time on the fucking summer jam screen. But you can go to any state in this country, any city in this country and see the exact same bullshit going on. Yes, it's terrible. Yes, I'm fucking disgusted. But I'm also not fucking surprised because I grew up in that shit. Nothing them white people do could possibly shock me. Yes, it's awful. And that's just how it is. This is why we talk about defunding the police, abolishing the police, abolishing the prison industrial complex, because these people, there is no amount of money that you can throw at them about reform or whatever else to get them to do differently. That white bitch who killed that man on the police, uh, that white woman on the police force who shot that man, Terrence Crutcher, and not only kept her job, not only kept her job, but is now doing workshops on how to beat police brutality cases. Girl. And you telling me that money given to these police departments is going to help change that? They don't give a fuck about reform. You can't reform the hate they have in their hearts for us. At all. We've been talking about reform for decades and they're still fucking killing us. So come up with something else. And finally, to Ohio State Senator Steve Huffman. I don't know if you heard about this. I don't think so. So there was a hearing about whether to declare racism a public health crisis. And State Senator Huffman said that maybe the colored population is hit harder by the coronavirus because we don't wash our hands as well as other groups of people. Because we don't wash our hands as well as others. Yes, I too am confused. This person is a physician, an ER physician at that. The exact quote, my point is, I understand African-Americans have a higher incidence of chronic conditions and it makes them more susceptible to death from COVID. But why it doesn't make them more susceptible to just get COVID? Could it just be that African-Americans or the colored population do not wash their hands as well as other groups or wear a mask or do not socially distance themselves? <laughs> Bitch, what? The whole white world admitted that they don't wash half their body. White people on the internet were talking for months like they had just discovered the lower halves of their body. Bitch, you cannot be serious. First of all, colored population. Really? In 2020? I personally love the word colored. But white people, you know you're not supposed to say that bullshit. Secondly, we taught you niggas how to bathe. Fuck you mean we don't wash our hands good enough. We If you listen to the letters today, we're still teaching (laughs) We don't wash our hands. Black people are not dying more because we just have, we just magically have all these chronic conditions and we just magically have these high stress lives and all this bullshit we have to go through. All of that shit is systemic. All of that shit was done on purpose. Black people are dying more because we don't give a fuck about black people. 
Black people are most likely to be considered essential workers, but also the kind of essential workers who can't afford to just stay the fuck at home because you essential, but you also getting paid like you disposable. Mm. Black people are more likely to live in food deserts and have access to food that is probably not the healthiest for them. Black people are least likely to have disposable income that they can throw around on personal trainers and nutritionists and home gyms and whatever the bullshit white people are doing stockpiling their homes with Peloton so they can all keep their heart rate up and all that other bullshit. The things that are holding us back have been done deliberately. So for you to take your white ass up here as a fucking senator and be like, I think the coloreds are just dirty is a historical. Like I just, I have to remind you that you niggas was dying of, of smallpox and every fucking thing else until we showed y'all how to clean yourselves. And even now you can't convince me that y'all not the main one spreading this shit around, but you're also ignoring real life for the chance to be racist. And I'm just fucking sick of it. I don't know what makes white people think that they can just treat us. You know what? Of course they, you know what I do. I actually know exactly why they feel that way because it has always been the case. And now they have this white supremacist president who has made them feel even bolder in their fucking ignorance and their dumbassery. But girl, you are a whole ass state Senator and an ER physician saying this stupid shit where everybody can hear it. Maybe we don't wash our hands. Have you checked the trending topics? Cause y'all just don't bathe period. You could go our inbox and see that shit. Even white people who, who have quote unquote black friends know better than that. Like actually Malcolm washes his hands all <laughs> the time. In fact, he helped me learn how to wash. <laughs> Why so, would be like, I never washed my hands after peeing until COVID girl. What? But we the dirty ones. I'm just sick of racism. I'm sick of the dumb shit. I'm sick. I'm sick of having to fight from so many different levels, from so many different directions. All day long, I was just fucking weary. You know why? Because the shit never ends. The world is hard enough to live in. It's a whole bunch of bullshit going on. And as a black queer woman, there's just... It's attacks coming from everywhere. It's the same white supremacist bullshit we've always seen. It's more of other black people acting like we don't matter. It's more of the systemic bullshit that has kept our communities down on purpose for literally hundreds of years. And I'm just fucking over it. White people, please talk to your cousins. Please talk to your uncles. Please take your asses out into these streets. March. Let them know what the fuck is up. Please do more like Taylor Swift, who I am still not applauding, but who is at the bare minimum saying the things that need to be said. She is at, she is at least saying the things that need to be fucking said, telling the truth about how racism affects people in this country. That is what every last one of y'all should be doing because black people are fucking tired. And if anybody deserves to rest, it's us. Mm. And that's it. I'm well. fucking done. Well, that's this episode of The Read. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, check us out on social media at This Is The Read. Our website is thisistheread.com. And do you have any news this week? I have three positive things that I experienced. Okay. I've been challenging, my, challenging myself to come up with three things that made me happy um, a week. And this past week, one... 
I we we learned that Miles Morales, Black Spider Man, Afro Latino Spider Man, is getting his own game, an expansion on another game. So it'll probably be shorter than all the original ones. But Black superhero led video game anyway. PlayStation Five, exciting. Two, a whole bunch of racist white people got fired from Vanderpump Rules. I hate Stassi. I hate Kirsten. Don't know who them white boys are, but they can go to. Oh, yeah. And honestly, Lisa Vanderpump's full of shit, girl. You know that them kids is trash and probably <laughs> part of the problem. And honestly, they need to chop the whole damn show because I've been to Pump. I've been to Sir. I've seen all of them white people. Girl, only thing black in that motherfucker is possibly Pepper. Maybe if you have that. So, girl, you already know what time of time they were on, but I already didn't like Stasi and the motherfucker, other motherfuckers that got fired. So that brought me joy. And not even for being racist. I just didn't like them. So them getting fired for racism just made it even better. Yeah. Also, D lost her job from um, MTV for racism. Boo. Bye. Oops. Love it. Good riddance. <laughs> Taylor. I don't remember her last name, but that white girl Taylor from MTV also got fired for some racism. So all of those white firings definitely made me happy, even though I know damn well that that is only happening because once again... These white people not trying to face that black cancellation. I know so many of those severed ties came well. with, you know, some of those firings came with with white executives saying, you know, our hands are tied. There's just nothing that we could could possibly do here because they love them white people and them white people love them. But, oh, girl, the girls are tired. And so you had to get missing. And so I will take a smile on your way out. Last but not least, a friend of mine secured a great bag recently told me that. They signed a deal with someone really exciting, and that made me happy as well. So three things. Black video game. Okay. Non-black firings. And black bag. (laughs) Non-black firings. You know, I never watched none of them uh, Lisa Vanderpump shows, so I didn't know how terrible them white people are, but I'd take everybody's word for it. (laughs) Worst. And let me tell you something. The Vanderpump Rules is kind of like reminiscent to the hills which i've talked about liking for a long time but the hills like those kids came from money and they started on a show where they were like in high school so them complaining about a whole bunch of shit that wasn't real problems and acting like the world was ending just made sense they're literally spoiled rich brats I remember the first or second season of Vanderpump Rules when them niggas were actually broke. You bitches were really bussing and waiting tables, which there's nothing wrong with that. But then you still coming on here with a Lauren Conrad, you know, um, attitude complaining about who had the nerve to show up at brunch and whatever other basic shit. <laughs> Bitch, you are just like somebody. Like, they actually... <laughs> Oh they remind me more of white co-workers that you have that you hate. Mm. <laughs> like, those children from the hills just remind me of white people that I can only imagine getting on my nerves. <laughs> I don't live in that zip code, so whatever. <laughs> that was more fascinating. Okay. <laughs> like, the white kids on, on Vanderpump Rules are just that aggravating-ass white girl or white boy that you once had a job with. Yep. They got on your natural fucking nerves all the live long day. And that's why I really couldn't stand their motherfucking asses. So the fact that you lost your jobs now and you probably really needed them as well, unlike them rich kids on MTV, girl, ear to ear smiles. Goodbye. Bravo. If you never did anything positive, bitch, it was this. And there's probably more furniture moving that needs to be done over there at Bravo as well. But we'll start here. Thank you. And the only reason they got fired is because there was proof of them being racist. 
Damn. The two white girls called the police on a black girl and and accused her of like oh the black girl on the show. Yes, the one black girl that was on Vanderpump Rules. She, I never even watched that season because I was so disgusted with all of them by like season two. But I was like, fuck this shit. So I never even saw the season that Faith was on. By the way, Faith Sowers is fucking stunning. They called the police on this girl and tried to pretend that a girl that was not her was was committing some crime and then tried to play like it was a prank because they White didn't like nonsense. The girl. They love doing that shit. Calling the police and didn't on black get people is beat. not a prank. That is not a prank. That could have easily ended in her being shot. So, so where's the joke? <sighs> yeah. All the right. The joke is that she won't be clocking in. That's what the joke is. <laughs> Go laugh at home while you're not on the so, clock about that. Yes. Okay. Well. With that said, those are three things that made me smile in this past week. And hopefully you have some things that make you smile as well. All right. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. And we will see y'all next week. 